feeling better as a thyroid thriver can feel kind of elusive. Kind of makes me think of those old-fashioned water wiggler toys. Does anybody remember those? It's kind of like a tube-shaped balloon that's filled with water and you try to hold on, but they just squeeze out of your hands. And trying to reclaim your health, I think, can feel like that when you have an underactive thyroid. Because this little butterfly-shaped gland at the base of the throat affects every single system, organ, and cell in the body. The effects can be really profound. And as a thyroid driver, sometimes you might think you have a grip on it and then bam, something comes up, you have a setback, maybe you have the onset of new symptoms. Next thing you know, you've lost your grip. You've lost your grip on your health, on how you feel. Or maybe you're in a place where you have no idea where to even begin. But having been on this rocky road since my hypothyroidism diagnosis in 2011, and my Hashimoto's diagnosis in 2015, I've learned a few things along the way. And one of them is that feeling better with hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, Graves' disease, or even without a thyroid really comes down to a simple five-step framework. So rather than zooming in today on one featured ingredient or one you know, single granular aspect of the thriver's journey today, we're going to zoom way, way out. We're going up to 30,000 feet today, Thrivers, to take a bird's eye view of the healing journey. The five-step feel better framework that I'm going to share with you in today's episode is the same one that I have used to stay on the sunny side of Health Street since 2015. And by the end of today's episode, you'll know how you can use that same framework to apply to your own healing journey, whether you're newly diagnosed or decades down the path. So let's try to dial back on some of the overwhelm that you might be feeling on your healing journey right now and unpack these five really pretty simple steps that you can use to reduce symptoms, get your energy and vitality back, feel like yourself again, and ultimately feel better. It's going to be a high value show today, Thrivers, so stick around. Hello, Thyroid Thrivers. Welcome back to another episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites, a weekly podcast dedicated to helping you live well and eat well so you can feel well. I'm Ginny Mahar, your host and the face behind the apron at hypothyroidchef.com. Hello, hello, Thyroid Thrivers. So glad to be back with you, hanging out with you today on another episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites. Today, we're going to be talking about my five-step feel-better framework, where I'll cover the five basic steps that are required to feel better with hypothyroidism. Now, before we get into this, I want to address a really common question that I get. Does this apply to me? I don't have hypothyroidism. I have something else. I have Hashimoto's or I have Graves' disease or I'm a thyroid cancer survivor and I don't have a thyroid or I've had a partial thyroidectomy. And I, I just want to mention this, you know, at the top of the show, because this is such a common source of confusion and I and I think it applies to really the vast majority of my content, it really applies to anyone who is on supplemental thyroid hormone for any reason. And that's going to apply to the majority of us who have Hashimoto's, who have hypothyroidism, who have Graves' disease. Eventually, a lot of us with 
Graves disease or autoimmune hyperthyroidism eventually end up being hypothyroid because of the treatment paths. And the same is true for those of us who have dealt with things like having surgery for problematic thyroid nodules or thyroid cancer. My you know, dear friend and mentor, Mary Showman, taught me this, that most treatment paths lead to hypothyroidism. It's kind of like all roads lead to Rome. And, you know, of course, this isn't universal. There are special cases. There are, you know, multiple treatment options for all of these different things. But eventually, so many of us end up in a place where we are taking supplemental thyroid hormone medication like levothyroxine or tyrosine or liothyronine. So whatever your path was to get here, whether that started with a hypothyroidism diagnosis like me or a Hashimoto's diagnosis, if you are on supplemental thyroid hormone, you kind of technically fall into that hypothyroid camp. This is why so much of the, the content is geared towards hypothyroidism because while you may be in the midst of a you know serious acute health crisis, like going through thyroid cancer, for example, dealing with hyperthyroidism, which can be, you know, a little bit trickier to figure out management for and things like that. Even though you might be in that place right now of, you know, being in the midst of that serious health crisis, there is a good chance that eventually the treatment paths will lead you to being hypothyroid, being on supplemental thyroid hormone, probably long-term for most of us. And that's something that a lot of thyroid drivers don't realize because they think, well, I'm taking levothyroxine, but I actually have Graves disease. I started with Graves or I'm a thyroid cancer survivor. So how does this apply to me? One thing I often point out is that thyroid healthy food and lifestyle isn't just thyroid healthy. It's it's just overall like generally healthy. It's It can be uh, hormone healthy. It can be gut health supportive. It can be uh, blood sugar healthy, metabolism healthy, heart healthy, all these different aspects. So a little bit of a side note there, but I, I do just want to like clarify that for people and point that out. If you've been listening to the show or if you're new to the show, the likelihood is that yes, you are in the right place, even if you didn't necessarily start out with a hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's diagnosis. So hopefully that's helpful to you. Uh, Also, before we really sink our teeth into today's show, if you're ready to feel better, I want to tell you about a special event that I have coming up, and this is a one-time live event, so it is a little bit time-sensitive in case you're, you know, maybe listening to this months from now. So on September 27th, uh, 2023, I'm hosting a free live webinar on how to get your energy back. It's called Escaping Fatigue. And if you attend this free webinar, you'll discover six hidden energy zappers and your ticket to lasting vitality. I would absolutely love to see you there. This is a do not miss event. I don't do stuff like this super often. I try to do it a couple times a year. So if you want in on this, now is your chance to sign up. Once again, that's September 27th. And the registration for that is at hypothyroidchef.com slash energy. I'll put the link for that in the show notes today. And throughout today's show, there's going to be a lot of other resources that I'm going to mention throughout this episode. So be sure to check out the show notes so that whatever step or steps that you need help with, you can know that you've got a place to get started in some of my other free content. 
All right, let's dig into the show. In this episode, I'm going to teach you my simple five-step framework to get you feeling better, not just for 30 days or a month, but for good. These are just lifestyle principles, okay? And what I really want you to do as we go through these five steps today is to listen for the ones you're not doing, because there's a good chance that you're probably already doing some of these, but which area or areas could maybe use a little bit more love in your life? Okay, so why don't we go ahead and we'll just jump right in with step one, find a good doctor. The reason I really want to highlight finding a good doctor, meaning a good thyroid doctor, a doctor who can really help you with your thyroid treatment is because so many of us have had this experience where we've been dismissed and diminished by our doctors Uh, if we end up having symptoms, even if our TSH is normal. So the old school standard of care is TSH testing and treating usually with synthetic thyroid hormone, uh, commonly known as levothyroxine. There's numerous brand names that levothyroxine goes under, but that was kind of like the standard of care. Test the TSH, normalize that lab result using synthetic T4 only thyroid hormone. Now T4 uh, thyroid hormone medication is the inactive form of thyroid hormone. And not all of us convert that very well into the active form of thyroid hormone, which is called T3. So some of us might be on levothyroxine, our TSH can look normal, and we can still be plagued with symptoms. That was the case for me. That was the case for me for the first four years after my diagnosis because I didn't know any better. And, you know, my doctor was just doing what she had been taught in medical school and was encouraged to do by several colleagues. I had a great interview on this with Dr. Antonio Bianco, who's the former president of the American Thyroid Association, and his book, Rethinking Hypothyroidism, really goes into like, let's peek behind the curtain at how did we get here with this standard of care that has left so many thyroid patients um, mistreated, undertreated, uh, gaslighted, dismissed, feeling like my life is falling apart. And yet my doctor's kind of telling me it's all in my head, or I just need to eat less and exercise more, or my labs look fine. So I'm fine. So it must be something else. It has nothing to do with your thyroid. I heard all those things while my life literally was like slowly falling apart. And I eventually hit rock bottom with that. And what I learned And what I want you to know is that sometimes we do end up having to go outside the conventional medical box to get the care that we need. And that was how I eventually started my healing journey is, you know, I hit rock bottom with my health. I started looking into, you know, other options. Like there's got to be other things I can do. My doctor, I know she's told me things like food and lifestyle don't matter, but I, I can tell, I can feel in my body that I feel better when I say, don't eat grains, for example, or minimize the amount of grains I'm eating. That's just an example. But I was like starting to connect those dots and starting to do my own research and learning, oh yeah, there's actually a ton more we can do. But a lot of those principles are just not covered under the philosophy of conventional or allopathic medicine. Sometimes we have to go outside that realm into more holistic types of medicine, whether it's a naturopath, 
whether it's a functional medicine doctor, whether it's um, maybe an MD who has had some integrative functional or holistic training on top of their, you know, conventional medical training. So I will put a link in the show notes for my blog post on how to find a good thyroid doctor, because it's got a lot of resources in there for you on like where to begin this search. Um, and it can be kind of tricky and it is something that can take a while. I know when I started, uh, working with my naturopath, who was the medical professional I needed to get me back on track. She was my health detective. She spent our first appointment was an hour and a half. She listened to everything I said and was like, I'm so sorry you've been suffering. This is not normal. This is not okay. You can feel better. And I literally did start to feel way, way better within just a few weeks of working with her. And by the time we had been working together for a few months, I had my life back. I had my energy back. I was pursuing my dreams again. I was enjoying life. I was enjoying motherhood. I was happy. It was like literally the most profound 180 inside my body with how I felt. So know that you can feel better, have hope. And sometimes you really do need to find that medical professional who can not only help you optimize your meds, but also do maybe some root cause testing. Because there are a lot of other, you know, issues that can come along with an underactive thyroid. For example, gut health issues are absolutely prevalent among us as thyroid thrivers. We tend to have a lot more gut flora imbalances, and that can take a lot of different forms. It can take the form of things like candida overgrowth, which is uh, very sugar related, it can take the form of SIBO or small intestine bacterial overgrowth where there's bacteria in parts of the intestine where it shouldn't be. And that can require a different approach and a different type of diet even. There can be all these different types of dysbiosis. H. pylori is very common amongst people with hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's. So to, you know, there and there's other root causes too. Some people have had issues with things like breast implants, mercury fillings, you know, heavy metal toxicity, mold, mold illness. So to have a holistic, functional, or integrative medical professional who's willing to spend the time and do the testing with you and get, you know, uncover those root cause factors, whatever they may be for you, and help you with targeted treatment for whatever those root cause factors are you know, it's, it kind of does start there. And a lot of it is not a DIY project. We really do need professional medical assistance with this in many cases to feel better and to get our health back. So I will put the link in the show notes for that blog post on how to find a good thyroid doctor. Um, one surprising thing, and you know, a lot of people think, oh, I just need to see an endocrinologist because they're a hormone doctor, right? They specialize in this. And what I learned from Dr. Antonio Bianco is, you know, in the conventional medical realm, there is this like pervasive belief that treating hypothyroidism is kind of mundane. It's simple. All you do is TSH testing and levothyroxine. And I personally have heard from a lot of thyroid patients who waited and waited and waited, you know, for these appointments with the endocrinologist, just putting their, their high hopes on this 
you know, expecting that this expert was going to help them. And what they ended up getting in many cases, not all cases, I know there's some great endocrinologists out there, but in many cases, what patients find is I just got a different version of the same thing I was getting from my general physician. And that can be incredibly frustrating and can really slow us down on our healing journey. Because if we're not tackling those root cause factors and looking at things like gut health, you know, heavy metal toxicity, other underlying infections, nutrient deficiencies, just to name a few examples, if we're not addressing those, we're really hobbling ourselves and how far we can get. I do have to mention my absolute favorite resource for finding a doctor if you're in the United States. It's Paloma Health. They specialize in thyroid-specific care and in offering a higher standard of care. All they do is thyroid care. All their doctors have some kind of holistic, integrative, functional medical training in addition to being insurance-covered medical doctors. Okay. And can you imagine talking to someone? It's telemedicine. It's This is who I now get my thyroid care through, and I absolutely love it. And it's mind blowing to me to meet with my doctor who's wonderful, just like this, it's like a telemedicine appointment. And all that doctor does is treat thyroid patients. So he's heard it all. He's done it all. He knows all the different treatment options. And already since I've made that change, I have found that it's way easier to get tested. It's way easier to get my treatment adjusted this year. For some reason, I had this like major yo-yo with my, with my thyroid levels and I had to increase my meds. And now I think I'm back to where I'm able to lower them. So I've kind of been on this little bit of a hypo hyper roller coaster. So that has been more of a high touch experience for me with Paloma. I needed that extra care, the extra appointments, the extra testing to see how all these little medication adjustments and things. And my, of course, my food and lifestyle things that I do to help calm whatever was, I mean, I have no idea what happened, but that whole kind of roller coaster that I was on was made so much easier by having this this thyroid specific doctor who is such an expert on all the different options by having access to testing. I have my, my next test. I'm about to do another one. You know, they send these to my house. It's a finger prick blood test kit. If in case you're listening, I'm, I'm showing on the YouTube video, the Paloma complete thyroid test kit that does not just test TSH. It also tests uh, free T3, free T4 and TPO antibodies. So I can keep an eye on those. And if I want, I can also add on reverse T3 testing or vitamin D testing. If you're curious about Paloma's services, if you need to get your labs done and you want to try their complete thyroid test kit, it's a great way to get onboarded with them. And you can get $30 off your complete thyroid test kit from Paloma when you use the code HYPOCHEF. So that total cost um, at this time ends up being $69 for a complete thyroid test kit. So don't forget to use that code HYPOCHEF, get 30 bucks off, you get a complete thyroid panel. You know, for a lot of us, it's been too long. And, you know, <laughs> Once a year is not enough for thyroid testing and TSH testing alone is also not enough to tell you what's going on in your body with the medication you're taking. Okay. So that's step one, 
find a good thyroid doctor. And this leads me right into step two, which is optimize your thyroid medication. Okay, so what does that mean? It means being on the right medication at the right dosage for you. And there is no one cookie cutter answer for that. It really depends on the individual. So whereas one person might do really well on Synthroid, for example, which is a synthetic T4 only medication, another person might feel way better on something like Armor, which is what's called a natural desiccated thyroid medication or NDT. Okay, and the difference between those two is Synthroid, for example, is that T4 only medication or something like Armor or another NDT medication doesn't just have T4, it's also got T3, that active form of thyroid hormone, and T1 and T2. So, you know, it really depends on the person. A lot of people swear by NDT medications. I personally have tried them and they didn't work for me. It actually put me on a hypo hyper roller coaster. I could never quite get the dosage right. And I kept tweaking up and down, you know, with the dosage and just, I just didn't feel stable on that. Now, I also didn't feel great on levothyroxine for the first four years when I was feeling so miserable. I was just on that generic levothyroxine and that again may work for some people. For me, I felt awful. I was sick and tired all the time, like literally all the time. I have never been sick so much in my life, like with colds and flus and viruses and infections. And just my body was absolutely not thriving in spite of the fact that my TSH or thyroid stimulating hormone was normal on my test results. So my doctor said and told me, you know, and thought I was fine. And all this other stuff I was dealing with was unrelated. When in actuality, what I've discovered about my, myself, you know, bio-individually as a thyroid patient is I am one of those people who doesn't convert T4-only thyroid medication into that active T3 thyroid hormone, which is the, the form of thyroid hormone our bodies and cells can actually use to like create energy and metabolism. So I don't convert that T4 into T3 very well. So whereas my T4 might've been normal, my T3 was always low. So for me, what I ended up doing is first I switched T4 medications and I went to something hypoallergenic and pure. I use Tyrosent. Uh, which I really like. It's supposed to be more uh, bioavailable and it doesn't have any fillers. There's no gluten or dairy or things like that in it. So I went to a very high quality T4, uh, synthetic T4 medication. And I also, with the help of my naturopath, added in a uh, T3 medication. So I have a compounding pharmacist make uh it's like a synthetic T3 called liothyronine is like the, you know, kind of generic name for this medication. Uh, brand names are Cytomel, Cytomel, maybe I'm not sure how to say that actually, but <laughs> so I added in this, uh, t, you know, time release compounded T3 caplet in the morning. So I take my T4 and my T3 in the morning and I'm do, I've been doing so much better on that. It's been a really great combination for me. Okay. What the best combination is for you may be different. 
and just know that there's more than one option. There is absolutely more than one option. So it could be a brand of medication. Maybe it's a brand of synthetic T4 that works best for you. It could be a type of medication. Maybe you do better on synthetic T4, or maybe you do better on one of those NDT medications. It could be a medication combination. Like for me, taking synthetic T4 and synthetic compounded time release T3 along with that. That's been my winning formula. And then there's other things like LDN. You can talk to your doctor about, you know, adding in and also supplements like selenium, like vitamin D, like whatever it is that your body needs or or is deficient in, you know, certain nutrient deficiencies can cause hypothyroidism, can worsen hypothyroid symptoms. So know that optimizing those meds when you get there, and this is a process that honestly can take, you know, a year or more sometimes because you've got to try the new meds, you've got to adjust them. You know, it takes a lot of tweaking and it also takes that good thyroid doctor who's willing to do the testing and the tweaking to get your treatment really dialed in. And then next thing you know, you know, your needs may change. Maybe you're going through perimenopause or menopause and all of a sudden your whole system is thrown for a loop and you find that you need to up your dosage or change it somehow. Or, or maybe, you know, I've heard from people saying the medication I was taking for years suddenly just isn't working for me. Now, what do I do? All those scenarios can come into play. So optimizing your meds isn't something that's, you know, one and done. It's something that, you know, will probably fluctuate over time. You will probably have to tweak your medication over time. But when you get them optimized, you'll know it. So yeah, this is an ongoing process, but it's very important that you get there. And and I want to wrap this, you know, step number two up of optimizing your meds by saying, you know, wholeheartedly that there is no shame in taking thyroid medication. In fact, you can really honestly be shooting yourself in the foot on your healing journey if you need medication and don't take them. Now, I mention this because this is like kind of getting revved up on social media. I'm hearing a lot of health experts talking about, you know, don't jump right to thyroid medication. And what I think that they mean in most cases, what what I hear that they're talking about in most cases is if you're if you've just become hypothyroid, there is kind of this shift in thinking now that maybe we shouldn't just jump right to medication. Maybe we should take kind of a wait and see approach with some patients and see if, you know, their thyroid can normalize. Maybe we're too, you know, as doctors, you know, they're thinking maybe, you know, maybe we've been too like hair trigger in prescribing thyroid medication right away as soon as someone goes outside the normal thyroid levels. And that's something I'm really curious about and sounds like, you know, like, yeah, this could be really great to learn more about. Let's do some studies on this. I'd love to, you know, know more about the research on that. However, if you're, if you're a thyroid patient, 
if you know you are hypothyroid, you've got hypothyroidism, you've got Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, you require thyroid hormone and are hypothyroid because you've had your thyroid removed or partially removed, or maybe you had radioactive iodine treatment for Graves' disease or something like that. If you need that thyroid hormone, and you are denying yourself the medication your body needs to run. Like your thyroid is your whole metabolism, okay? It affects every single system, organ, and cell in the body. So if you, in the name of, I don't want to be on pharmaceuticals and I don't want to take this pill for the rest of my life, you know, there's a lot of that like anti-medication going on, which... I get it. I understand. And I respect it. Just please work with a medical professional to make sure that you're okay, because it can really mess you up to be hypothyroid and undertreated. And my thinking is, you know, as a health coach for what it's worth and an advocate, my thinking is why deny yourself that if you don't have the energy to get out of bed in the morning, how are you going to get unstuck? How are you going to have the energy to like make the healthy meals that nourish your body? How are you going to have, you know, the brain power to find a new doctor? How are you going to maintain your mental health enough that you can, you know, hold on to that hope and optimism that's required on the healing journey to make strides to get to where, you know, like we got to do the work we need to do to get to where we feel better. It takes effort. It takes energy. It takes a functioning thyroid. And if we have an underactive or missing thyroid, it sometimes takes medication so that we can function. So all I'm saying is just don't shoot yourself in the foot thinking the main objective is to get off the meds, you know, the main objective is for you to be okay. A lot of us need those thyroid meds. I am one of those people. I have had this for so long that the likelihood of me reversing my Hashimoto's is very low. Who knows? Anything can happen. You know, I, but I live a pretty healthy lifestyle. I've researched a lot about this. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm walking the talk. And the best I've been able to do is significantly lower my antibodies and my symptoms and feel better. And I'm good with that. If me needing to take those medications for my, you know, overall like thyroid health and happiness is what's required, so be it. Do not shame yourself for taking the medication that you need to not just be okay, but to thrive. Because you never know what, you know, that might enable you to do to where you'll maybe be able to dial back that medication. Moving on to step three, optimize what you eat and drink. This is my favorite topic as hypothyroid chef. Obviously, it's my favorite topic to talk about on Thyroid Healthy Bites. Food is medicine. Food is empowerment. Food is fuel. Food is a beauty elixir. Food is self-respect, food is nourishment, nurturing, energy, vitality, ongoing health, aging backwards, so many things we can do for ourselves via the choices we make about what goes into our mouths. 
So how do we optimize what we eat and drink as thyroid thrivers? Well, a lot of the focus gets put on eliminating things. And sure, there's things that all of us may need to eliminate or greatly reduce in our diets. The top items that come to mind with this are gluten, dairy, sugar, uh, alcohol, and then whatever personal dietary triggers you may have, like maybe nightshades, nuts, eggs, grains. It really depends on the individual. But yeah, sure, that's part of the deal is we want to take out the foods that are causing inflammation, that are making us feel worse, that are causing gut health issues that, you know, that go hand in hand with our thyroid issues. But let's also focus on adding in the good stuff. Let's focus on what we're going to eat and drink that, you know, supports our health and supports our thyroid function and supports our overall hormonal balance and our blood sugar right? So what is that? What are we focusing on adding in more of? Number one, lots of colorful plant foods. Number two, clean animal protein. Number three, lots of healthy fats. Number four, adequate fiber. Number five, adequate hydration using filtered water. And ideally you want that filter to be removing chlorine and fluoride which are two known thyroid disrupting chemicals. Okay, so th those are the five pillars of thyroid healthy eating. Colorful plant foods, clean animal protein, healthy fats, adequate fiber, and adequate hydration. I'm not gonna dive into each of those ones today because I have a lot of other content on this. There's been a couple of different podcast episodes on what is thyroid healthy eating? What does that mean? And I will put links in the show notes to those as well. But what I want you to know for this episode is that thyroid healthy eating is also anti-inflammatory, it's gut health supportive, it's nutrient dense, and ultimately it is personalized. We all have different and unique dietary needs and sensitivities uh, that might depend on things like how our gut health is doing right now. And, it, you know, kind of like our medication needs those dietary needs can change over time. With healing, I have been able to incorporate a lot more foods, reintroduce a lot of foods that weren't working for me for a while. Now I've found I can do things like small doses of dairy. So one easy pitfall I think we can make is to become hyper-focused on all the things we're avoiding. And so then we turn to these processed foods that are, you know, gluten-free processed foods and dairy-free processed foods and sugar-free processed foods and things like that. When what we really want to be coming back to is just this foundation of real whole food that comes from mother nature. But the main objective of, you know, thyroid healthy eating in a nutshell is that we want to eliminate or at least, if not eliminate, at least minimize foods in our diet that are inflammatory, like inflammatory to everyone, like uh, things like sugar or refined oils, those refined flours, you know, like the donuts, like the perfect example of that, you know, or foods that are inflammatory to you personally. Some of us have a hard time with things like eggs, nightshades, nuts, once again. So yeah, we want to eliminate or minimize those foods that are inflammatory or inflammatory to us. Next, we want to incorporate more foods that are anti-inflammatory, gut health supportive, and nutrient dense. 
So I'm thinking about things like with anti-inflammatory foods, you can look at things like uh, tart cherry juice. You can look at things like incorporating more turmeric and ginger into your foods. Turmeric and ginger also happen to be gut health supported foods. And then as far as nutrient dense foods, the most nutrient dense foods kind of across the board are plant foods, colorful produce, eat the rainbow. It's fun. It's delicious. It's simple. I love eat the rainbow because it embodies that mindset of I'm not focusing on what I'm not eating. I'm crowding out all the junk by trying to eat, you know, all six colors of the rainbow every day in the form of plant-based foods. Now, we also need to figure out our macros. That's a part of it. So our protein, fat, and carb balance. And that's really a bio-individual thing. But that too can really make a huge difference in how we balance our blood sugar, how we support our metabolism, support our weight loss efforts, and maintain you know just those healthy kind of general biomarkers, right? Like cholesterol, blood pressure, weight, and all that stuff. And really how much fat, carbs, and protein you thrive on, like that balance of the three is very personalized to our bodies. But I will point out, I'll kind of highlight protein here for a minute. Protein is very important for us as thyroid thrivers. It helps us build and maintain lean muscle mass. It helps promote blood sugar balance. It helps us maintain our skin, hair, nails, gut health. It supports our weight loss, metabolism, fat burning, immune function. Uh, It helps us stay satisfied between meals. It helps us consume a lot of very key thyroid supporting nutrients like zinc or iron or selenium. And the bottom line is that our protein needs as thyroid drivers are higher. And even they become even higher uh, as we age. So I do have a recent blog post on picking the perfect protein powder where I talk about, you know, protein. I talk about, of course, protein powders and like how much protein, but really kind of the simplest rule of thumb that I'll mention in this episode is the general guideline of about 30 grams of protein per meal. So what does that look like? Uh, 30 grams of protein is usually around four ounces of meat, fish, or poultry. So we're looking at a quarter pound burger patty, a small chicken breast, a small pork loin chop, maybe a small grass-fed filet mignon. Um, A lot of people like to use the, you know, the size of your palm. That would be about a 30 gram serving of protein in the form of clean animal protein. And the last thing I'll say about, you know, optimizing what we eat and drink is that it's important to find a meal planning approach with this that is sustainable for your life. Because the simple truth is, if we can't stick with it long term, we're not going to see the results. We're not going to get the long term changes to our health. This isn't a special diet that you do and then you're fixed. You know, this is a lifestyle. It is ongoing. So we're not coming at thyroid healthy eating at all from a diet mindset. We're coming at it from a lifestyle mindset. And part of that is figuring out like, okay, how do I do this? Because I can't be spending three hours in the kitchen cooking every day. Most of us simply do not have the time or energy or desire to do that, myself included. So that's where we'll leave uh, step three, optimizing what you eat and drink. Moving on to step four, move your body, right? We're talking about staying active or exercising, working out. We all need to stay active. 
sometimes, and maybe you've experienced this, we can hit a point with our workouts where we find that they're not working for us anymore. Can any of you relate? One thing about having, you know, hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's or Graves or living without a thyroid is that exercise has likely or will likely change a bit for you. You might find that you don't tolerate exercise like you used to. You might find that if you push yourself the way you used to, you end up feeling sick. A lot of people call this like an autoimmune flare. This has certainly happened to me. I remember I did a big day backcountry skiing. We like skied up, a, you know, we ski up a mountain and we ski down. It's intense cardio. It's long duration cardio. Uh, you're, you know, every muscle in your body is tired. And afterwards I was sick for about three days, fever, chills, aches, brain fog, all my thyroid symptoms, just like the works. And so that's what I call an exercise induced autoimmune or thyroid flare. You may also find since your diagnosis that you have a harder time seeing results, especially with weight loss. There are a lot of us who are experiencing pretty serious resistance to weight loss. That is real. It is not all in your head. A lot of us also experience that we don't see the results we once did with muscle building exercises like strength training or weightlifting. The reason why this is, is that if you have an underactive thyroid, it is unfortunately just harder to maintain muscle mass. That goes back to one of the reasons why I highlighted protein and why we have higher protein needs. Hypothyroid myopathy, which is, you know, all that means, it's a fancy way of saying muscle weakness, actually affects about 79% of people with hypothyroidism. So that's for real. And, and it's an example of how, you know, yeah, it's just this little tiny butterfly shaped gland in our throat, but it has profound effects on the body. And this is why I emphasize things like, you know, if you're under medicated, you're, you're going to have a really hard time with stuff like this. And the thing about muscle is that strength training is super important because it helps boost our metabolism. And when we're, when we have an underactive or missing thyroid, we are kind of metabolically compromised. Sure. We can optimize our medication. We can optimize our food and lifestyle. We can do the right workouts and all of that absolutely helps. And is so important, but there is that, you know, reality that things are a little different for us. It is not all in your head. You're not imagining this. If it's a little bit harder for you to build muscle. And muscle is what Dr. Gabrielle Lyon calls the organ of longevity. It There's all these links to our muscle mass and not just our metabolism, but our cognition, our brain health, our mental health, all kinds of health factors are tied to our ability to not just build, but maintain our muscle mass, our lean muscle mass. So that's a really important thing for us to focus on as and be aware of as thyroid thrivers. And these are all really great reasons to kind of know that you may have to adapt your exercise routine. And also it's really important that we keep exercising and that we prioritize exercise. 
It was the first thing I did this morning. Did I feel like doing it? No. Did I feel like I had time for it? No. Have I gotten to the point, you know, years into this healing journey where I've realized it is absolutely essential for me? Yes. So that's why I do it. It makes me feel so much better. Another free resource for you that I'll mention here, I have a blog post called my uh, top five exercise tips for thyroid drivers. It's also a podcast episode. So it's like a blog post slash podcast episode, uh, episode 13 of thyroid healthy bites. But in there, I go through, you know, like the top five things that you need to know about exercising as a thyroid driver, things like, um, you know, just like we talked about the importance of muscle mass and maintaining our muscle mass. We need to understand that sometimes, especially at first when we're just starting out, sometimes less really is more. If we overdo it, we can kind of hit that wall or end up in an uh, exercise-induced autoimmune or thyroid flare. So that's why it's so important to start slowly and work our way up. Also, a lot of the um, thyroid experts that, you know, thyroid fitness experts that I worked with in creating my offering, the Thyroid Healthy Workout Kit, all agree on this, you know, idea that of more strength, less cardio. Now, this doesn't mean no cardio, okay? And strength, I think, in some formats can also be cardio, but really we need to put the importance and the priority on our strength training because, you know, a lot of us are like just cardio junkies, like just going for a run, just hopping on the bike or whatever that can be good for us. Well, I don't want to diminish that. It can also kind of tax our adrenals. It can also spike our cortisol. There's other, you know, issues with that. So I'll point you to that blog post and podcast episode. If you want to learn more about that, but there are huge benefits of exercise for thyroid drivers. The first thing that comes to my mind is mental health. At this point, you know, I'm not doing it because I expect to look like I'm 25 again. You know, that time has passed. It's about like how I am in here between my ears, my mood, my energy, my just overall like spiritual, emotional, and mental well-being is so much better when I stay active, especially when I go do things like playing, you know, the hiking and mountain biking and skiing and things that I love to do make me feel so much happier. Another one, physical health, obviously, our metabolism, you know, we are somewhat metabolism compromised. So exercise is going to help boost that. And then of course, once again, that muscle building and maintenance. And finally, we've arrived at step number five of my five-step feel better framework, get support. The last two episodes of the Thyroid Healthy Bites podcast have really focused on this, on the importance of this in terms of how we can invite our families and our loved ones to support us on our healing journeys. Super important. Let's also support each other right? It isn't just our outside communities. It isn't just our friends and family. It's our community of other thyroid drivers that can really, I think, be so empowering on our healing journeys. Having that support from other thyroid drivers who understand what it's like to feel thyroid tired, to feel demoralized by doctors who have gaslighted them into thinking their symptoms are all in their heads, or who've tried to lose weight and failed at that multiple times. Yep, been there. In other words, you know, having the support of people who get it 
and who know what that is like is absolutely priceless. And support, I believe, isn't so much about commiserating. Sure, I think that is an important part of it so that we know that we're not alone on what can absolutely be sometimes a very difficult and debilitating journey. But it's it's also about cheering each other on with those thyroid healthy choices. It's about sharing our wins, no matter how small they are. It's about inspiring each other to try new things and to keep going, even when we're down, even when we've lost motivation and we don't feel like it. It's about feeling worthy enough to give yourself that gift of support, to know that your health and your well-being is important and you're worth it. And ultimately, it's also about thriving. It's about getting your life back and feeling like you again. I do not recommend trying to go it alone. Like, trust me, as you heard a couple episodes ago, I've tried that and all it did was prolong my suffering and slow down my healing journey. It's way more fun. It's more educational. It's more inspiring and it is more effective if we have support on the healing journey. And I've also learned since becoming a functional medicine health coach and like working with clients one-on-one and in the Thrivers Club that support can really help us avoid pitfalls. So I'm thinking of things like uh, thyroid drivers who are over-exercising maybe without knowing it, without knowing, you know, like some of the special considerations we have as thyroid patients who are exercising, you know, and then you're like trying so hard because your doctor told you, you you're having a hard time losing weight, just eat less and exercise more. And a lot of us are stuck in this like hamster wheel where we're over exercising and just getting, you know, gaining more and more weight and wondering why our workouts are making us feel worse and doing the opposite of what we wanted them to help us do, which is, you know, in a lot of cases, lose weight. That can be something that having support, having someone to say, you know, maybe you're overdoing it. Maybe it's time to pare back. Maybe it's time to switch from those two or three hour runs to like get a personal trainer and do some strength training, for example. See if you get better results from something like that. Educate yourself. Let me point you to some resources. As a fellow thyroid driver, let, let me tell you about what worked for me. That's incredibly valuable and something that happens almost every day in the Thrivers Club community. Another pitfall that comes to mind is like overdoing it maybe on certain healthy foods. Like a lot of us, you know, are um, dairy free. And when we go dairy free, one pitfall that's easy to fall into is we can end up overdoing it on almond products. A lot of dairy free products are almond based, almond cheese, almond milk, almond this, almond that. Next thing you know, you've, you're eating so many almonds like in processed form and not realizing it. And you've developed a sensitivity to almonds because you've overdone it. Like, Having that education in a support community, you know, like the Thrivers Club, you can learn like if somebody says that on one of our group coaching calls and like there's something you need to know, you've got a health coach, you know, on demand for you to like share like what's working for you, what are you feeling and someone to share with you like here are some things that we need to be aware of. 
And when that one person asks the question, there might be three or four people over here just listening and going, oh, I needed to know that too. You know, that's just like kind of trying to highlight like why support is so important and powerful. Because look, we're all going to make mistakes along the way. I've certainly, you know, a lot of what I know, I know because I've made the mistakes. I've been on this path long enough to have had plenty of my own mistakes under my belt. But when we have that supportive community of other people who are on the same path, who understand what it's like, that can ensure that our mistakes, instead of them being years long, or instead of wasting tons of time and money on them, that can help us ensure that those mistakes are just blips on the radar. So if you're listening to this episode and maybe you're thinking, okay, you got me, like, this is my missing piece, right? This is the one thing that I'm not doing. That's why I created the Thrivers Club group health coaching community so that you can finally quit going it alone. It's such an awesome group of people and it's there, it's waiting for you whenever you're ready to finally find out, like, what would I be capable of? If this wasn't a missing piece for me anymore, what would I be capable of? How far could I go on my healing journey if I finally had the support I need? Shameless plug for the Thrivers Club there because of all the resources I mentioned today, this is the best one, hands down. And I worked really hard to create this and it's just, it's so, it's blossomed into something really beautiful and people are in there working towards their goals. They're making progress on their healing journey. They're having profound wins and lots of small wins and mindset shifts and helping each other and cheering each other on. But if you're ready to also just make strides towards whatever your health goals are to to make thyroid healthy food and lifestyle, not just something you do for 30 days, but something that you really adopt as a lifestyle so that you can experience that lifelong optimal health so that you can feel better and feel like yourself, not for 30 days, but for good. Even after you've left the Thrivers Club, this is the resource. This is the resource that I created for that. So if that appeals to you, if you're interested, I would love to invite you and welcome you into our amazing group health coaching community. You can learn more about the Thrivers Club at hypothyroidchef.com slash membership. And of course, I will put the link in the show notes for you. Okay, let's review my five-step feel better framework. Step one, find a good thyroid doctor. Step two, optimize your meds and your supplements. Step three, optimize what you eat and drink. Step four, move your body, stay active, exercise, whatever you want to call it. Step five, get support. When we can address all five of those, we're going to feel better. We're going to feel better most of the time. And when challenges arise, when those road bumps come up, we're going to have tools we can use to get back to feeling better. We're going to have the good thyroid doctor on hand. We're going to understand what it means to optimize our medication. We're going to have our food and lifestyle practices that we can fall back on that are like the foundation. They're just constantly supporting us on our healing journey. 
We're going to be moving our bodies in whatever way we can, depending on where we're at and our circumstances on our healing journey. And then we're also going to have support so that we stay on the healing journey. I think that's one of the best things about that last one is that it keeps us on the path because it keeps us inspired to stay on the path. When we see other people thriving, when we see that there's hope, when we see that we're not in this alone and that there is a way that we can feel like ourselves again, and we can feel better. You're going to want to keep showing up for yourself. You're going to want to keep doing the work of these five steps so that you can feel like you again. All right. I hope this has been helpful and inspiring to you. I would love to know which of these steps, which of these areas is the missing puzzle piece for you. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and drop a comment. You can reach out to me on social media or even send me an email. And if you want to talk about it, book a call with me. You can book a free 30-minute discovery call where we can talk about where you're at and what maybe some positive next steps could be for you. You don't have to go this alone. I'm here for you and I have so many resources, a lot of them free to point you towards so that you can feel better. One last time, I do want to remind you and mention that September 27th, I will be hosting a free live webinar. This is a one-time event. I only do stuff like this maybe once or twice a year or so, and I'm only hosting it once. So I'd love for you to get in on this and reserve your seat at the table. I would love to see you there. That webinar is called Escaping Fatigue. And if you decide to register and attend, you will discover six hidden energy zappers in your ticket to lasting vitality. So I'm going to be teaching you a whole bunch of stuff in this free webinar, and I would love to see you there. You can register for that at hypothyroidchef.com energy. So that link will be in the show notes along with all the other resources I mentioned to you today. If you need help with any other area that we didn't cover today, reach out to me. I'm always happy to point you in the direction of my best resources. And if I don't have resources on them, I'll point you in the direction of someone else's. My mission is to help you thrive. I want to inspire and empower you with the information and inspiration that you need to get where you want to be, because you don't have to suffer this much with hypothyroidism. You can feel better. There is a lot we can do. Remember that. Believe that. Have faith in that. And know, bottom line, you're worth it. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites. If so, I'd love it if you wouldn't mind taking just a moment to like, subscribe, or leave a review. Thank you in advance for supporting the show. That way it really does help so much and it means so much to me. So thank you again for being here. I'm Jenny Mahar, wishing you the best of health. I'll see you next time.